Tonight, pound for pound, the greatest ring announcer in the history of the world. Michael Buffer is our special guest, as Manny Pacquiao asked God to help him beat the crap out of Jeff Horn. Will DCE get a second bite of the cherry as JT's origin career ends in glory? Was this the best AFL round the game has seen? Grab a drink. Wake the kids. It's the back page live. What a win for Australia. So much sport, so little time. They continue to speak before they think. I'll be about as relaxed as Jeff Fennick in a spelling bee. People costume his job. All about the fans and what brings kids back. One of Australia's biggest rivalries. Sport doesn't stop and neither do we. Yes, hello everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Rich Pickings tonight. We've got a superstar guest. Can't wait to get to him. All that's left is to ask these people, are you ready to mumble? <laughs> Kelly Underwood and Crash Crowley. You really had to ask me that? <laughs> you are the classic mumbler, ladies and gentlemen. And on this side, welcome Ryan Fitzgerald and Mr Kerry O'Keefe. Welcome back, uh, Skull. Uh, uh, and I want to just quickly start with you. We're going to get to why Queensland hates Daly Cherry Evans very, very shortly. <laughs> to that great uh, round of AFL as as well. Uh, but what about you? This Can you believe it's, I think it's 40 years since World Series cricket, 40 years since this fabulous photograph. I don't know if this reminds you of anything. Ah, what a great picture. Everybody who was born in the 60s or the 70s, there I am. There you are. You look a bit angry there, Skull. You <laughs> probably should have grabbed a Happy Meal off Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm next to Mike Proctor and Clive Lloyd. Who's the odd man now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only one bloke who hasn't. <laughs> <the> left-hander. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that pick is uh, Ronald McDonald's in the middle, yeah. and we were saying during the, the shooting of it, Get a real job, you loser. <laughs> and what a nerd. And then we all went to change back into our civvies yeah. and he took off the Ronald McDonald costume and he was built like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Nobody said a word afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's just stick very briefly with cricket for a minute. Great win for the Aussie girls in the World Cup overnight. They uh, even turned, turned a losing toss into a win. Have a look. Heads is a call from uh, Stefani. It is a head. So the West Indies have won the toss. Steph, what are you going to do? Uh, we're going to have a bat. Why is that? Sorry. We're going to have a ball. All right. Why is that? Uh, I think, you know, early on the pitch might do something. So we hope that we get the, the advantage of the pitch. Now, we all heard her say she wanted to have a bat first. Meg Lanning certainly heard that, Kerry O'Keefe, yeah. and she was having no bar of it she wanted to. She said, you are having a bat. She was never going to let her off, Tony. No. And uh, that was the thing. I mean, if it's multiple choice and you go Beethoven and then change it to Mozart, <laughs> you've got to stick with Beethoven, don't you? What's, the, what's the official rule? It's the, obviously the mm. first thing you say you have to stick. Yeah. Like, because I, I yeah. think so, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that, but Meg played hardball. Yeah. Mm. You know, obviously Stefani wanted to bowl. I mean, the West Indians, they knew there'd be something in the deck. The way to beat Australia is to... And their strength, like their men, is their fast bowling. Yeah. Um, she wanted to bowl, but she said bat. Yeah. And that was the thing. It reminded me of a she won the top. So yeah, go ahead. It was a folklore story in Adelaide Oval. I think... I don't know if it's true. I played in the game, but Greg Chappell won the toss against New Zealand. It was 40 degrees, an absolute belter. And he said to the New Zealand, uh, well, uh, you can bat. And the guy went... What? <laughs> he started to do handstands. <laughs> and 20 yards on, he said, after we've batted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true it is. <laughs> what about, right. what about 
about that one in New Zealand, the, the great story, <laughs> Sally Malik, the rogue, the match fixer. They changed the whole rules about this, but he waited until Ken Rutherford, who watches our show in New Zealand every week, tossed, and, and Sally used to go like this at the toss, and go, something in Urdu, and then just say, we'll bat. Like, no matter, he, he won all these tosses in a row, no one could believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shocking be match fixer. Yeah, Jeff Kennett tossed the coin in an MCG test, Tossed it and caught it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you if you really want to know. Nicole Bolton in that game, though, Australia went on to win quite comfortably. Yes. She got a lovely century. I think it's only her first World Cup game. Uh, did brilliant. They're defending champions, the Aussies. Played well. They did. And this 1-2-3, Tony, is outstanding. Bolton. Um, uh, the, Mooney. The, um, Beth, Beth Mooney and yeah. Lanning at three. Mm. This is a 1-2-3 that can take Australia to, to this title again. And they're bowling. They bowl a length that the girls can't slog for four or six. They don't bowl half volleys. They don't bowl very short. Yeah. They bowl a nagging straight length. And they challenge the other women from around the world to power hit. And they can't do it. They lose their shape and hit it up in the air or miss it. Yeah. Their bowling is the key, apart from the one, two, three with the bat. They'll be hard to beat in this tournament. $2 million in prize money up for grabs for this one as well. Yeah. So there's a bit riding on I, it. I Absolutely. think that's going to the men afterwards when they get, with this new deal that's happening. I think oh. that's <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe that is part of the negotiation because, well, what, we're just a couple of days before this deadline, the June 3rd deadline. Are we any closer to a deal crash between, between Cricket Australia and the players? No, the latest news this afternoon is the CA may offer players like Usman Khawaja and Glenn Maxwell contracts to tour South Africa for the Australia A team. And guess what? They have no money in them, but they're just contracts to ensure that they're properly insured. Tony, it's embarrassing. The, the level of communication between these both sides of the argument is an absolute embarrassment. I mean, Cricket Australia is awash with riches. The game is doing brilliantly in this country. How they cannot have a solution after months and months of this standoff it, it is pathetic. It, is it, it is really it Sutherland is. crash? Who, who's, who's putting their foot down and refusing not to well, talk? Both sides are at fault, and I must say, I do get that from the players. James Sutherland, if you paid $2 million, Kerry, you should be in the thick of the action. However, on the other side of the coin, you know, the players haven't given much at all. But if they strike, I'm telling you, I was talking to David Nielsen, the Major League Baseballer, the other day, and he said, mate, I went through it in the States in 94, 95. The public hate you. He said, I went to a, a football game at halftime and we started to strike. I lasted about 20 minutes. Yeah. I could feel the stares, the gossip. Like, it, it's, I don't think players realise... The, the full wrath that will come down upon them, Kerry. They need Paul Marsh to take two flexi days from the AFL and sort this lot out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen. I, I'm a player's man, but mm. I thought that Cricket Australia would blink first. They're not going to blink first. I think the players now have to blink because they risked the pub, failing the pub test. If you lose the public, as Crash says, because now we're, they're starting to find out that Steve Smith's on two million, that Mitchell Stark's on 1.8 that the average Shield player gets 240000 They haven't had a, price, a, a, a pay rise in six years, the people that go to the games. Mm. They will start to resent this grab for money. They'll, the players will say, well, we, we, that's money we, we earn. Yeah. But it's if you lose the fans... Yeah. You lose the game. And yep. the public relations battle or war yep. seems so childish and so amateur hour. I mean, you know, who's sensible there publicly? You know, the face of this, it's just... Well, the, yeah. the battle's been childish. Oh, it's a great question. I mean, Cricket Australia had a press release a few weeks ago to say, 
we're not talking about this in the media. Well, that's putting out a press release to say you're not talking in the media. That is talking in the media. They have these quotes attributed to a Cricket Australia spokesman. Well, now, put your name on it. Someone take ownership. The other side of the fence, the players said, oh, Cricket Australia did a video during the Champions Trophy, which was very disruptive. But hang on, the players filmed their own video during the Champions Trophy. So it's been really low-level stuff, sniping away. I wish they'd have put as much energy into solving it. Yeah, all right. Uh, look, I always thought the cow corner was just an imaginary area of the cricket ground. Turns out, there it is. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> cow corner. Now, this is in a game of cricket, and uh, this cow isn't happy at all. No. Well, <laughs> this was the English final of their Matador Cup. They <laughs> <laughs> take it literally there, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that umpire is a Spaniard called Jose. <laughs> Call yourself a bull? He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't going to move, yeah. was he? I mean, oh. that cow had been at mid-on for a long time. He said, where's cow corner? Yeah. I'll find <laughs> Brilliant. All right, look, uh, remind me, Crash, why you hate Daily Cherry Evans so much. Oh. He's playing... He's in the form of his career, playing brilliant footy. You don't want him. No, I don't, certainly don't hate him, but it's a fascinating debate. Because, you know, he's a different sort of character. And there's always been the question, does he... Look at that ball. Look at that ball. He's playing brilliant football and he's putting a case for selection for Queensland. I'm not sure they're going to pick him. I mean, it's still open to debate. They're still talking about it. But he has struggled to fit in off the field a little bit. He's a different sort of character. And on the field plays an individual style. So, to me, if they don't pick him because of the off-field thing... Mistake. What do you mean? He's a different sort of character, what? Because he's smart and articulate, doesn't say I'm taking it one groin strain injury at a time. <laughs> All credit to the yeah, boys. Has it defecated in a hotel room? <laughs> or, <laughs> or is there lingering, lingering feeling yeah. from the Gold Coast Titans deal that never fell Definitely. through? Yeah, I mean, people still have trouble forgiving mm. him for that because it was one of the great all-time black flips, and I'm telling you, it was terrible what he did to them. But... I don't think they have any trouble embracing a cerebral man, you know, Bob Linder. (laughs) But the thing is, Kevin Walters has often said, I do not like anybody named after a roll call. (laughs) (laughs) Bailey, present, Cherry, present, (laughs) Evan, present. It's held it against him. After that, it was a masterclass he put on against the Sharks. Absolute masterclass for Manly. You can't play Cronk and Cherry Evans in the same team. They're two halfbacks with the same role. Mm. So that's why he can't play. Yeah, well, let's just have a listen to what he had to say. He was hopeful but realistic. Yeah, I understand um, the opportunity that's arisen in that side. Um, I think the only thing I can do is just show um, through the Manly side um, that I've put my hand up. Now, some have complained about that, that that's not what they wanted to hear from him. They want to hear, you know, I've always wanted to do this. This is my dream since I was a kid. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I I thought, he's just a little bit different. I don't think he's particularly cerebral. Like, I don't think he's one of these really deep-thinking, higher sort of human beings. But there was a certain amount of awkwardness when he played in the team. And... Off the field, I don't think it matters. Queensland will absorb any sort of character. You know, there's been some rough diamonds. There's been all sorts. But if if he doesn't fit on the field, that's the worry. Well, there's there's different cats. Because his eyes were too close together. (laughs) They are. There's different cats in in every sporting team, you know what I mean? There's there's groups that are segregated. He's just a different type of person. You just learn to deal with them. But the thing is, if you choose to run outside the pack, you've got to be twice as good as the alternative. Yes. And he's only one and a bit times. Yeah. All right. State of Origin 2, and the winner is the media. Something to talk about for another three weeks. How good is it? (laughs) It's off to Suncorp for the decider, sadly, without Jonathan Thurston. He was huge. He wasn't 
playing the greatest game, let's face it, in Origin 2. He kicked the ball out on the full. He was having to be hidden because of that shoulder injury, which has now ended what is a superb Origin career. And he did it with some glory for this last oh, minute strike. Come on, Tony. Yeah. You've got to question his pain threshold, don't you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he, he was never going to miss that, was he? I mean, no. you well, would no. trust that man oh. with your life, I reckon. And just about every player in every team, and you can't say this about many players, would put their hand up and say, I want that man yep. on my team. Even if his arm is hanging off yep. his shoulder, yep. he is going to give 200% and he's going to win it for you. And I, I thought, we've said it so many times about him, but he is unbelievable. Small fact, he's the Shane Warne of goal-kicking Kerry. Mm. We've often spoken about Warne's genius is that he what varies the, the amount or? of spin on the ball. Big ones, yeah. little ones. Yeah. Thurston has these ones where they go, oh, a little banana... Big banana. Yeah. I mean, that is genius. I mean, it's subtle, but it's fantastic. He's got the full box. Yeah. The thing is, I've not played injured so often. I've never yeah. seen somebody cause that much damage to opponents yeah. since John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> he gets injured a lot. He just nails everybody. Yeah. And Thurston does. <laughs> he does. There he is injured. Oh, they Tyson Frizzell ran at him and absolutely. There he is oh. again doing it. It's kept going at him, Tyson Frizzell. Until the second half, of course, and Joey Johns famously said that they stopped doing that. But uh, he just has been an amazing player. He was thrown around like a rag doll for 12 years. People yeah. targeting him, they threw him around, yeah. they belted him, bashed him. Is he the greatest of all time? I'm not sure, but I've got to say this. If he's not the toughest, who's tougher? Yeah. Who's more desperate? Show me. I've never seen a sentence written, so-and-so is more desperate mm. player than and JT. And not only that, Crash, it's not just wearing that maroon jersey or wearing an Australian jersey. When he's playing for the Cowboys in front of 2,000 yeah. people, he still is the first man there and the last yeah. man yeah. there. He gives the same amount every time. That's the debate, isn't it? Because yeah. some people will say Lewis is... Better at origin because he got eight man of the match awards. We might have to give him that, the king. Yep. But week to week, you can't beat Thurston. Tony Lewis Mitchell was pick. a better kangaroo. Yeah. I mean, um, different era, but I mean, he's the king of club, club land, yeah. uh, Thurston. Yeah. Totally agree. Lewis for me. Mitchell Pearce uh, again cops some flack for the way the Blues did lose their way in that second half. Yet he turned it all around, got the Roosters home in golden point uh, against Melbourne in Adelaide, showing off the game there in Adelaide. It was a great kick, a great field goal, clutch field goal. It was a great moment, and we've all forgotten about Adelaide as an expansion city, but they got more than 20,000 there. When the old Adelaide Rams were chugging around 20 years ago, they did really well out of Adelaide, yeah. Kel, when you were there turning up with your, you know... I've oh. still got no, a team poster. Go I've got a team poster. Of the Rams? Oh, yeah, of the Rams. <laughs> and there was another one. They took another team poster, without a word of a lie, Skull, uh -huh. with the boys just with their towels around in the showers, uh -huh. just there. Just That was the team photo one. <laughs> <laughs> you, the you. It was magnificent. And if you if you rubbed out uh, Kerrod Wilder's uh, his towel, you could see what, what, what was underneath. It was amazing. <laughs> it was, <laughs> oh, my memories are it was always back page of the Adelaide Advertiser. <laughs> and, you know, all the locals would turn the paper over and go, but Tony, just one thing on Mitchell Pearce, watch him grow with no Thurston yep. in game three. When Thurston's there, I swear to you, mm. Mitchell Pearce is a smaller man. Even when the things uh, were going right for the Blues, they still got it wrong. Uh, they've got to work on celebrations. James Tedesco, he did his ankle, here he comes in the pink boots, uh, celebrating Mitchell Pearce's try. He goes up, comes down, and just watch this one. Oh! oh. He was out oh. for the Tigers. Oh. Yeah, he missed for the Tigers. Unfortunately, the whole senior team missed for the Tigers against the Titans <laughs> as well on the weekend. <laughs> 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 All right.
right, uh, speaking of which, Tui Lola here has uh, been with the Tigers for just a couple of weeks now, so you can almost forgive him for mistaking a touch judge for a teammate. Look at this pass. Over oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> I sort of got the same colours on. Look at him. No, you're supposed to pass yeah. to him. He's an old winger, that lines me. He's calling for <laughs> yeah, that's him. Right. That is, that's orange and black, though. Yeah, exactly. No, it, you've got to give it to him. There's no such excuses, though, for Ben Roberts in the English Super League. Now, this is one of the great try assists. Sadly, it's for the opponent. Picks the ball up and uh, he gives it to him. And he pulls oh, off no. the try. <laughs> Doesn't get any better or worse than that, does it? Oh. <laughs> and, of course, they go on to lose the game. So, look, just to make Ben feel better, we thought we'd show him some of the bad passes we've seen through the years. And look, let's start with basketball and the pass really to the invisible man here, Fade. And <laughs> straight out. Ridiculous. Straight out. How embarrassing. Uh, this next one, uh, another elusive target. <laughs> Who's that going to? Who is that for? Uh, Sturlo, the great man. They hate each other, Marilyn Parry. Sturlo likes Cliffy Lyons, though. Look at that. I didn't tell him we were going to run that. He said I hit him right on the chest. It can't be described as a bad pass. Well done, Sterlo. Uh, the, the Titans, Chris McQueen, back to the referee. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been calling it. Must have been calling it. And uh, here we go. Get the coach involved. Get the coach involved. Get yours. Uh, you take it. And there we go. My favourite, though, look, is when your team's uniform is on security. <laughs> Nudge. <laughs> I'll try to do this discreetly. Brilliant. All right, to AFL, and what a round of 44 games decided by three points or less. Now, some people had turned the telly off in disgust and gone to bed when the Swans were down by 19 points late in the final quarter. Then they got a text from Kelly Underwood which simply said, OMG. <laughs> How good was that? Well, apparently, Kel, just quickly before you start, there was a lot of the Swans supporters left the ground with a few minutes to go. Well, well they I were never getting back, I can't believe Tony Squires, you turned your TV off, you sent your son to bed. Yeah, I said, you can't watch this, go. I, OK, firstly, Buddy was celebrating before poor Gary Rowan had kicked the goal, yep. which made me not breathe for about 30 seconds, because yep. what if he shanked that kick, Fitzy, that would have been... But so happy for Gary Rowan. I mean, this is uh, a player that's had his fair share of horrific injuries and bad luck over the years. So finally, the game's going to give him something that he'll remember forever. And this season continues to throw up exhilarating and extraordinary results. 20 games so far this year decided by less than a kick, including four over the weekend. I think what coaches need to focus on here is that, you know, when teams have a lead like 19 points with three minutes to go, there should be a strict game plan that you adhere to. Yep. Brennan Goddard kicked it to himself for that final goal, ran out and then just kicked it. It was smothered. You know, these mm. are the little things. It's just to kick long to the boundary and to get another stoppage kill. But it just seems to be happening with teams coming back quite a bit. Uh, quite. Is it harder to lock down games now because of the change of rules? Is it harder to defend leads in that last... It is, because it's a free-flowing game. But in that situation, you obviously got to keep the ball as much as you can, Kerry. If you've got no other option, down the line, to the boundary, and it gets knocked out of bounds and you set uh, exactly. up again. Exactly. And Fitzy, they had that opportunity several times at, at the back end there. And if you have that great moment in a game, this is one. You want it to contribute to a win. But Joe Danaher, this is right at the death. This is a, an amazing mark, very much 
Leo Barry oh, 2005. As soon as I saw it, you wouldn't have seen it, Tony. You were in bed. But as soon as I saw it, I thought it Leo Barry. And, uh, and you would... thought, they've got it. They've absolutely got it now. They just have to hold on to it. Yeah. And the siren didn't go like it did no, in 2005. The was and he kicks it back win. to a contest. Callum Mills, I've watched it on replay a thousand yeah. times now. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Danaher's re-signed, though. He's playing good footy till 2020. Uh, all right, the Swans, they'll meet Melbourne. A huge game on Friday night. Uh, the Demons also getting home in a thriller, as we said. They, they just keep improving, don't they? This is a watershed moment for this footy club that's had uh, no success in the last decade. They haven't played finals for over uh, 10 years. I think it's 11 years since they've played in finals. But four in a row now. They had not won at this ground in 13 years. In fact, they'd lost 17 straight. So, um, Melbourne fans... They've cancelled the holidays to the snow, Fitzy, because this is exciting times for the Ds. That was their biggest win. Yep. Of the, well, that's their biggest year win, I reckon, in the yep. past decade because it's that those tougher teams that they always use usually falter, Skull, but now they are stepping up. Simon Goodwin's got them flying. Yeah. Believe. They've cancelled the trip to the snow. Are they the team fans that can afford to go to the that's snow, right. are they? Okay. <laughs> we spoke last week about sledging via social media. Well, Clayton Oliver has got himself involved in an online spat. This is great, though. Down he goes. Uh, and he, you know, he, he looks like there's a touch there. He's down. He absolutely down, makes the most of it. He got into a spat with Damien Martin because uh, Damien Martin said, I've been watching soccer. Hey, Damien, you should just worry about that shot in 1994. Link, oh. oh. if you can't remember, this is against South Africa SCG skull. Yeah. We were there. I mean, lucky Neville Glover didn't uh, tweet <laughs> about it. Yeah, exactly. Did <laughs> you game, Neville? What about your drop in 76? Yeah. Greg Laganis, by the way, tweeted, Nice dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was three years before he was born. He's had to go oh. back through YouTube. Damien wouldn't have enjoyed that. Like, no. And he stopped straight away tweeting after that, didn't he? But Damien Martin, I don't reckon, was meant for Twitter in that regard. He's quite a sensitive bloke beneath the swagger. And I often wonder, our, to our two sportsmen up the end, how would you have coped with the relentless analysis of Twitter you're when you were playing? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, look, with Twitter, with social media all together, when you win, it's your best friend. You can go and read how well you played that day. If, you, if you've got the mental toughness to not look at your social media the next day when you play bad because you get absolutely slayed. I, I wasn't sensitive. I mean, if Rod Mars said to me, well, bowl, I said, you really mean that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're like, serious there, aren't you? Not, like you are serious. A little bit, yeah, I am. Yeah. 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 So, no, Twitter wasn't for me. I mean, Oliver shouldn't have bought into it, but it's really no. easy to sit here and say. I mean, he, he's 19. It yeah. was naive. It was a mistake. And the first time that you criticised in public, you, you wear it so harsh. And, and, you know, and that's exactly what he's probably going. You through. ask anyone about Clayton Oliver, he's a tough bugger down yeah, the day. Absolutely. All right. Look, on the subject of diving, though, um, this came in overnight from Argentina. This is terrific work. Uh, watch the number 28 here. Uh, big squint. He should be red carded for <laughs> well, that. Well, he was red carded, Fitzy. Yeah. Yeah. Was he? Second yellow, yeah. Yes! Oh, yeah, go. So go. Well, he wouldn't you. have replied to Damien Martin. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back with the AFL. Fremantle should have beaten Geelong, really, shouldn't they? Led by plenty. Then had chance right the last kick of the day to get the job done, Fitzy, and didn't do it. Well, not just that opportunity. They had so many Fremantle. Yeah. You know what? It, like... Uh... I, I want to like Fremantle kill, but I, I just feel that Ross's game plan is very defensive. They're not a very good team to watch play football. Their percentage is horrible. 
Just but you want like, to like them. Well, but yeah, I do. I do because I love Fife. I love some of the players. Yeah. I love Ballantyne. I love how they... But the Docker supporters must be so frustrated. Get used to it because he's signed to 2020, so he's going to be around for a while. But you're right, I was there at the game on Sunday and it was painstaking to watch. Low-scoring slugfest. Michael Walters who, Walters, who had that shot, one of the best kicks in the AFL, and he's a competitive beast. He would have replayed that kick 100 times in his head over the last yep. couple of days. Oh, speaking of kicks, I wanted to get to one. The, the Tigers got the job done mm. against Carlton. wasn't without its moments. Uh, this is Josh Caddy. He'll want to forget that. <laughs> 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 He's trying to just uh, offload it and boop. Is he playing mini golf? No, no. They go down the other end and score. Peter Chapel still has the ground low at him. <laughs> <laughs> that record will stand yeah. for the test of time. Isn't it funny how we do set shots in rugby league and they're just getting better and better? Like nothing shocks anymore and they're nearly getting worse yeah. in AFL. I know that wasn't a set shot, but yeah. there was. Every week there's about five stinkers, isn't there? Yeah. That, Don't know why. The, that kick there, though, was a carbon copy of, of one I saw a few years ago. Remember this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and loses the glasses in the oh. wallet. Then <laughs> <laughs> he had too many hundreds stuffed in his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Eddie showers in a suit. Have you ever seen him not in a no. suit? No. It's good he's to lost... see him in the hot seat yeah. for once. He's lost 15 kilograms over the last three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Just, by, just by eating nothing. Brecky no. Radio in a suit as well. Yeah. 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 Something important may arrive. It's OK. The secret in 40 <laughs> is to be aware of where the ball is and where it's going uh, like, like these blokes. Now, I'm not sure why. Look at the two. Uh, here we go. <laughs> From that angle, here we Lights go. Lights in their Where eyes? Is Where is it? <laughs> no lights. <laughs> it's over there. I'll go if you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I just say, there's a game now in Olympia, Washington. It's called Ballless Soccer. Oh, hello. Because of the negative effect of competition, they've introduced Ballless Soccer, where a Ballless Soccer coach tells you where the imaginary ball is. Everybody gets a kick. Everybody scores a goal. You're nobody wins. Kidding. Nobody loses, and everybody feels good about themselves at the end. It'll catch on. <laughs> <laughs> Ball the soccer. Ball soccer. And you'd be scoring ten goals every game, yeah, wouldn't you, Gary? And you feel good about yeah. yourself. <laughs> and parents don't get in fights. It'll be big. Eleven man of the match award. <laughs> everybody gets man of the match. In Ball these... the soccer. Watch this space. In these difficult times, security obviously is important. So um, no love though for former star player Nick Del Santa. Look, he's down there trying to get onto the field. He's played the game. He's wearing a suit. Look, he's got the phone there. He's got a clipboard. He's even got a microphone. And this security guard just holding his ground, won't let him on until he gets the. Uh, oh, the right he kept saying. This guy says he's Juan Martin Del Potro. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that he can't get on, but in the 1997 Premiership, when the Crows won the Premiership, my mate and I flogged a couple of red overalls. They were handing them out for volunteers, and we happened to grab one, and after the game, when we looked down on the oval, they were taking out the stage. We jumped the fence, and no, no security guard touched us. We got out in the middle half tanked and, got, and we were getting photos with the players. <laughs> we're out there with Malcolm Blight and Mark Bickley right in the middle. We even got in the photo. <laughs> Kids, we encourage oh. you to listen to Fitzy but oh. not do as he says. No. <laughs> Still to come, legendary boxing announcer Michael Buffer joins us. Dan Ricardo's back in the winner's circle and what this dad did to earn a night on the couch. We are all set then for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. But it's lights out, away we go. Contact there, Kimi Raikkonen, they're all squirming around, looking for grip. 
pits and comes Daniel Ricciardo. So now Debra is clear, you are free to race, let's go. The safety car is coming out. Oh, he went into him. Wait, he brake tested me. Vettel literally just came alongside me and hit me. Hamilton then leads them down the straight. The two force Indians collide there and it's big damage. Both damaged. There is his front wing. Both damaged. I got a bunch of with his headrest. He got to box next lap. Vettel has got a 10-second stop-go penalty for Daniel Ricciardo. The chequered flag is there. Yeah, a few things had to fall his way, but Dan Ricciardo made the most of it, winning in Azerbaijan. He's great, isn't he? He's great to watch. Uh, as we know, a lot of things fell in front of him. Yeah, but he's got the great temperament and yeah. he, can, he handles it all in his stride, success, and that's... It's such a madhouse world, that, isn't it? He always comes up smiling. Sure, he was Steve Bradbury on the day, wasn't yeah. he? There was cars flying everywhere. Yeah. But he's just got something about him that says that he just can handle whatever's thrown at him. The well, he came from 7th. Can I just yeah. say his tweet? Did you anyone see his tweet? He tweeted after the race, well, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. What a race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if those biscuits were baked by Snoop Dogg, but I don't know what was in them, but he was very happy. <laughs> the best bit, though, I reckon, was the argy-bargy between Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel. These two, I mean, they're just great. Yeah. They had the, you know, it was braked on him, Hamilton braked on him, so Vettel goes in the back. And look, he just turns <laughs> straight into him. Great. I don't know whether I'd describe these two as great, Tony, but How the rivalry is yeah. pretty awesome, isn't yeah. it? I mean, Lewis Hamilton, he said afterward, he, he said that Sebastian's an absolute disgrace. Yep. Let's sort it out face to face. He's hard to like, Lewis Hamilton. I guess they both are in a sense. Yeah. It's oh. great for the sport. It needs it in yeah. a sense. But um, yeah. Sort it out in a hotel room. Maybe Formula One. Formula <laughs> One hotel. Exactly. Uh, so childish. I love them. Alright, usually the uh, support vehicles... Are you talking about Fitzy? Yeah, I could be talking about Fitzy. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the support vehicles go to the crash on the racetrack. Sometimes, though, the crash comes to them. <laughs> Is that? That is amazing. This is the car that's supposed to go out and help Australia goes and boom, the bloke's in the car. Oh, he's <laughs> smiling. I don't have to go very far to fix what's this one up though. That's good. <laughs> Indicate, dickhead. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right, look, I, I think we can call the Socceroos' exit from the Confederations Cup in the group stage honourable. They got better each game. Honestly, they got better each half of each game, finishing one all against a, you know, a quality Chile team. Quality? This is the world number four yeah, in the world me. at the moment in Chile. So you're right, Tony. Australia's definitely <clears throat> saved its best till last. And it just goes to show what a couple of weeks in camp under the leadership of Ange Postacoglu, what they can achieve, and to think that they did it without their captain, Millet Yedinak. So, uh, great for Tim Cale. He played his 100th uh, cap, and he, he said he was really emotional the night before when the boss handed him the uh, captain's armband. It's all about qualification. They've got this Japan now, just, that's I right. I know, it's all about Russia next year, and yeah. gee, it would be disappointing because that, that, they've, they've just shown that they can match it with the world's best and to, they must get to Russia. So it's all about Japan in August. Yeah, and he'd look forward to that now. All right, Jordan Spieth has uh, racked up his 10th PGA win at the Travellers' Championship. What a way to do it. Holing out, look at this, from the bunker at the playoff hole here. 
I know that you did that a lot, Skull, but yeah. look how excited he is, does a little chest bump. Yeah. Whoop. Oh, <laughs> the thing about Jordan Spieth is all the doubters say, oh, he misses fairways, he misses greens, but when he gets near the green, he's the best putter I've ever seen, and his work out of the sand trap was outstanding. But it's funny, he doesn't tick all the boxes, Jay Spieth, because he is inaccurate, um, but... When he, when he wants to, to finish, he finishes. Like and 10 Michael, wins at 24, he's yeah, outstanding. It's brilliant. You know. And Michael Greller has souvenired, you never see a caddy throw a rake, but he was so excited he threw the rake and instead of souveniring the flag, which they normally take after they've won, he said, can I keep that? So he's been presented with it, the caddy, and taken it home. But, yeah, same number of wins as, as Tiger at, at age 23, 10 wins, but the key was... Tiger won 10 out of his next 18 from that point on. So yeah. he just soared with the yeah, gods. How many that. girls has he had on the go? Didn't have that handy. The, ca the caddy, good career choice. Uh, maths teacher, primary school, Washington on 48,000 a year. Um, Jordan Good said, speak. come and caddy for me. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> he, uh, ka ka <laughs> Jordan Spieth, as we saw, they escaped from the sand, but at the BMW International, Richard Bland, look at this, miracle from the water, ad goes onto the green. Wow. Just rolls it in for the birdie as well. I think it followed up with an eagle in his third round, which was sensational. That is oh, a phenomenal shot. Well, he's had more than 400 starts at age 44 and never won on the circuit. But I tell you what, he did have some great moments that day. A couple of holes after that, he hit it in for an eagle, yeah. uh, which is outstanding work. But uh, worldwide publicity for Richard oh, Kerry. That was no. terrific, wasn't I do it? that every week. I just don't film it. <laughs> <laughs> President uh, Donald Trump, honestly, he's gone too far this time. Surely there will be talk of impeachment over this, driving his golf cart oh, onto the green. You can't do that. And Sean Spicer came on and said the President's cart had smooth wheels. <laughs> <laughs> no puck was affected. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How are you? It is his own golf course. That's, yeah, it is his own golf That's how he's planning to attack uh, North Korea as well, I think. He's yeah. going to just drive onto all the greens in Pyongyang. <laughs> he's off three, but he gets people to concede putts of 60 feet. That's why he's off three. That good, Donald? Yeah. It's a gimme. It's a gimme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ash Barty has set herself up nicely for Wimbledon, but she lost to uh, Petra Kvitova in the final at Birmingham on grass. But, Kel, it's been a pretty good week, actually. It has the best week for Australian tennis that I can remember that hasn't involved Bernie and Nick, so it's been refreshing when you consider Jordan Thompson and Thanasi Kokonakis also had wins over Murray and Ranich. But this was a great story. Either way, the two yeah. comeback girls, in a sense, and Petra Kvitova injured uh, in a hand when an yeah. intruder broke into her house in December. So seven months later, back winning a title. She's won a couple uh, on grass at Wimbledon. Ash Barty, she's going to be a top five player one day. She, wow. went, she lost that, then she won the doubles. Won the doubles. Final. Half an hour later, had to go Brilliant. out and play doubles with Casey. And was playing cricket a little while ago. Yes, terrific. All right, at first glance, uh, this shot from Robin Haas just looks pretty good against Richard Gasco. If you, if you see as he comes through, this is him down the bottom. Uh, now, there... Yeah, well, that's OK. He's uh, washed across... Have a little closer look at exactly how he positions the racket. Oh, inside out. He literally did pull that out of his heart. Go, Port Nalunga. Bit of a 
commentary. Oh, that is good. <laughs> well done. All right. The baby or the ball? Look, it's a common dilemma for blokes in the stands. Now, this dad at the Dodgers-Mets game, as you see here, he gets uh, just about right. He's got the ball. Uh, oh, yeah, oh. there it is. He's still got it. And he's still got the baby. But look at Mum, not particularly happy with... Well, his baby's howling, so yeah. that's probably oh. why. Yeah, that would be and part of it. And he's Australian, and she said, some dingo's taken my baby. <laughs> 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 That's perfect. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Proven to be. That's the perfect lead in uh, for our feel-good top five. Dads who are more concerned with getting the ball than hanging on to their kids. <laughs> Brought to you by Kia. <laughs> Number five. Now, this bloke was desperate for the ball. Look at him. Oh. I'm going to be over. Oh, <laughs> just, oh. Nearly goes pear-shaped. He's so... Look, and then he's knocked it away and can't get it. <laughs> I thought he was going to land on her head. No, no, no children are hurt here, oh, I should good, remember. Good. Yeah, no, the whole lot. The bottle feeding. Oh. Oh. See, look, he catches the ball. Very cool. Gets the, uh, the fist bump. He's left. Yeah. And look, you see the guy. He's actually got the baby. He's oh, still drinking gross. from the bottle. Look at that. <laughs> Brilliant work. Number three, watch the dad in the background here. I said no children hurt in the making of this uh, video. Uh, catch the ball and... Whoa! Oh, yeah. oh, 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 uh, this dad only had eyes for the ball, too. Look. Oh, 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 oh. The ball, the baby, the ball, the baby. Drop up. Oh, exactly. Lose. And a little hit the up. Leave me alone. Too late now. And number one, look, this is on the hill here. Uh, you've got to be very careful when the baby's in the trolley. Uh, you're going for the ball. What? Oh, no. The baby's in the trolley. The baby's in the trolley. <laughs> 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 There's your top five for this week coming up. Here's uh, a legend of boxing. He hasn't even thrown a punch. Legendary ring announcer Michael Buffer joins us next. Millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen. is to introduce the fighters, tell the crowd who won at the end of the night. Technically, I'm a performer. I present things in a certain way. That's, that's my job. If it's a big fight, Michael Buffer needs to be the ring announcer. People are expecting when Manny Pacquiao gets in the ring that Michael Buffer is going to be there and he's going to say, let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. They know it was on. That's an awesome feeling. That was the quintessential fight horn. I remember just loving those moments as a kid watching Johnny Addy and on my black and white TV would uh, introduce Rocky Marciano or Sugar Ray Robinson to come up into the ring and they would come up and go like this and shake hands with the fighters. I thought that was like really cool. So um, when I started doing this, I enjoyed recreating something that I always enjoyed as a kid. And now for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah, how ironic that the man who delivers the world's best introductions needs absolutely no introduction. The legend <laughs> is Michael Buffer. All right. Welcome to the Thank country. You. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. I love that we, we saw Mike Tyson say it there and Sugar Ray Leonard said the quote, when you introduce a, a fighter, it makes them want to fight. Do you have that effect on all the people? <laughs> uh, not my wife. Of course, but, yeah. 
Uh, it's it's great to hear that. It's a great form of flattery to hear a fighter say that that they, they get pumped up. So. Uh, and are you pumped up? You're going uh, world title fight after world title fight. Here, obviously, for uh, Manny and Jeff Horn. Do you get pumped up before you step into that ring? I do. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. And that's probably why I, I, I love what I do, because sometimes it's just great to do my introductions and get out of the ring <laughs> and watch the fight mm. as a fan and sit there and score it and enjoy it. Michael, is it true that you're, you're watching uh, boxing with your son and there was an introduction, and he turned to you and said, Dad, you could do better than that, and yeah. it triggered your career? A, a ring announcer, it was a split decision, and he gave it, uh, like, out of order, so after he gave the first two scores, you knew who won without that drama of, and the winner by a split decision, and then you, everybody shuts up and listens, and you can say, and new, or still, and uh, so I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe I could get my foot in the door, and I did. Hmm. Did you what? Have you? This was I couldn't believe it, but this is your first time to Australia when you announced the Anthony Mundine and Danny right. Green fight. First time to Australia. Yes. Have you ever? Uh, have you ever introduced an Australian boxer, Jeff Fennick or Costa Zoo or uh, Costa Zoo? Yeah, a couple yeah. times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have relationships with boxers at all? Have you become good friends with some boxers, Mike? You know, I do. I keep in touch with George Foreman. We swap emails for birthdays and that sort of thing, and. Uh, um, you know, different guys just keep in touch with uh, and run into the maturity events. You know, those have like retired, and uh, it's it's a great feeling to know that some of these famous guys still know your name. Mm. And what's very... the what's the weirdest place you've had your line parroted back to you, like where you've just because it said you live your life in an echo chamber? Where... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know I, I've I've actually worked in every continent except Antarctica, and, and last I heard, they're not going to have any fights. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, there have been people that have deep pockets and they call the office and say, we'd like to have Michael come and do my son's bar mitzvah or uh, <laughs> really? a, a appearance for a wedding or my wife's birthday and she's a big fan and let's keep it a secret and you come in. And, you know, they come up with the, uh, the first-class airfare and my fee and I'm, okay. Wow. <laughs> and you, did a, you did a kid's party, didn't you? Can you tell us about the kid's yeah, party? Yeah, yeah. A guy was a hedge fund uh, uh, manager. And, of course, I guess he would fold into the category of being a billionaire. And his son was a big wrestling fan. And this was in the 90s when wrestling in America and worldwide was just massive. They used to get tremendous ratings. Uh, there was a war between WCW and WWF, as it was called back then. The wrestlers were getting millions. And so Junior wanted to have a bunch of wrestlers and Michael Buffer at his... <laughs> And this guy shelled out. He had like about 12 of the biggest names in wrestling there and, and had me come in and do the introductions. Wow. And I, I know I got a heck of a payday. And these guys were all multi-millionaires and they were getting huge amounts, but it was like nothing. Mark and then Dad struggling. got in and started wrestling with the wrestlers. <laughs> He's done him get a jumping castle. Yeah. Michael, it's a, it's a fascinating job, but it's also a fascinating life story because you were raised by foster parents mm -hmm. and your biological father got in, tracked you down when he saw you on TV one day. Can yeah. You, how did that change your life? Oh, what's crazy about that is I was raised under the, a different name as Huber, with H-U-B-E-R, high school and, and, and social security number, everything. But I was never legally adopted, so my birth name is Buffer, so when I went in the army, I had to become Michael Buffer because they wanted to make sure, know who you are. You're not some communist coming in in the army in 1965. And uh, so that's how I actually became Michael Buffer. I always knew my, my real mother. I'd never met my, my biological father. Mm. And so at the age of 49, 
uh, I met this whole new family, and it was it turned out to be great because Bruce and I worked together in business. Well, yeah, including a brother, Bruce, yeah. who is that right? He's the announcer for UFC. He's the veteran voice of the octagon for the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> yeah. Did you teach him, ever, or is it just genetic? Do you think? No. It, well, he has a whole different style, which I think really fits the UFC. He's like yeah. booming and bombastic, and he spins in circles and everything. <laughs> it, it, it just fits the UFC, which. A lot of wrestling fans kind of like because it's similar to pro wrestling, but uh, you know, as far as the action goes, and uh, yeah, I, Bruce uh, and I work together where he would, he manages the office and takes care of all the business. I'm just the, the guy that's out there doing the shows. Right. I, I love what you, you do. Love what you do, and I love most of all that you've appeared on The Simpsons. To me, this uh, is the best. I was going to retire after that. Yeah. I thought you can't the immovable object. He's been called the Brick Hit House and is also known as the Southern Dandy, Homer Simpson. See, you are cool. You know, you know what was funny about that? When they, you, you do the voice, then they do the animation later. And the, the art department did little curl here, and they did, you know, did all that. But they made me look like I, you know, like, like I didn't care what I was doing. You've done a bit of acting. I, I watched you last night in Adam Sandler's You Don't Mess With The Zohan, yeah. where, you, where you played a villain. I was and, the bad guy. Yeah. I was Donald Trump with better hair. <laughs> Are you deeper? When your girlfriend's uh, breast deflated at the end, you were you were. Decimated. I was pretty upset. Are you, deep, are you deeper than that? Yeah. yeah, I'm not that shallow. That was, that was just the character in the movie. And Donald Trump loves you, of course. He he said he must have you at his fights. Do you love him? Uh, he's a, Donald Trump is a great man, and I admire him very much. <laughs> Now the truth, come He's on. He's the President of the United yeah. States and I'm an American, so, you know, uh, uh, is this on? <laughs> all right, just a couple of things before we get to the fight you're about to announce on Sunday, which we're all going to watch, obviously. Uh, what about Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor? What do you think, what do you made of that? An interesting fight. Um, as far as boxing goes, it should be, it's, it's boxing and boxing rules and it'll, it'll be a dominant performance by Mayweather over mm. a great athlete in Conor McGregor, no doubt about that. But he's going to have to fight with 10-ounce gloves, not those little 4-ounce mm. driving gloves that they wear in MMA. So um, he's going to have to land one massive lucky punch to hit one of the greatest defensive fighters in boxing history, which is Mayweather with all those moves. It's, it could be a lopsided event, but people are going to love it and buy it. What about Sunday? What do you make of uh, Jeff Horn? Does he have a, a chance? Manny hasn't... Uh, knocked anybody down, what, for eight years? Has he got the power? To... Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And we have to look at it this way. I mean, what makes fights uh, a fight compelling is hometown favourite, mm. 50,000 homies are going to be there cheering him on. He's 29 years old. Pacquiao, uh, one of the greatest ever, 38 years old. And just remember, Buster Douglas was an 80-to-1 underdog when he fought Mike Tyson. Yep. Um... You had Max Bear losing to uh, Braddock, yep. the Cinderella man. So maybe you could have a Cinderella story. It, it just could happen. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I'm looking forward to it immensely. I want to ask you one last question. Your voice is your instrument. You had throat cancer. Yes, yeah. What were the... When you woke up in recovery, fearing, obviously, uh, your career and all those things that you might lose, what, what were the first words you said? Uh, true story, you know, when I, I knew going into surgery, I had a couple tumours here and they took out all my lymph nodes and 
uh, part of my tonsils, and I wasn't guaranteed that I would have uh, a voice or the same voice when I, uh, you know, came out, out of surgery. You never know what they're going to have to do when they're in there. And so I, I woke up, kind of like you have that who am I type of feeling for a minute, and, real, and the curtain was all around me, and nobody was there. So I just said, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and my voice was there. It was exactly the same. And I was like, wow. But that's the only thing I could think of to say to like try my voice. Are you ready, are you ready to take my blood pressure? <laughs> it's a great voice. It is a great man. Thank you so much for being on the Thank show. Thank you. Really Good to appreciate be here. it. Make sure you do watch it. It is Cospacco V. Horn live and exclusive main event Sunday at 11 a.m. Order at www.mainevent.com.au. Thank you for being with us. Order now. <laughs> Champ of the week is next. <laughs> Hey, welcome back. Uh, look, obviously, you need to look incredibly sharp for the NBA draft. Uh, look, check them out. Fitzy hopping off the bus. How good is this? When you become an instant millionaire, you can splash out on a new suit. Bill. Look at that. And you go from becoming an NBA basketballer to becoming a, a pimp by the look of it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you wear, Fitzy? What did you wear to the uh, AFL draft, do you recall? No, I was down at Port Nalunga, and we had a few people over for a barbecue. And uh, Dad was hungover from the night before. Look great. Good old Mick. <laughs> One of the legends of uh, cricket commentary, Henry Blofeld, has pulled the pin after 45 years providing amazing test match colour. Kerry, did you have much to do with him? You sat next to him? Uh, I work with blowers. 45 years of focusing on the irrelevant. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, fantastic career. Polarised. Um, I, I worked with him once and there was a fellow in a Canberra Raiders jersey. And he kept saying, Kerry, uh, this fellow keeps bobbing up in this green jumper. <laughs> and, you know, I said, yeah. And he said, and it's got Woodgers written on it, <laughs> who were their sponsor. <laughs> and uh, what is a Woodgers? I said, it's the start of a question, Henry. <laughs> it's asked around Australia. Would you like another beer? <laughs> And he said, my dear old thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, blowers. Time now for our champ of the week, brought to you by Subway. Uh, how can we go past the fact Australia has retained the America's Cup? Well, Australian skipper Glenn Ashby has led Team New Zealand to a crushing win over Team USA's Aussie skipper Jimmy Spithill in Bermuda. Sweet revenge, obviously, for Ashby. He'd seen that massive lead run down by the Americans. Last time, the old mug, there it is, was up for grabs. Not this time. A near faultless display, as it has been from you. Uh, thank you so much for your company, and thank you for yours. See you next week. This has been a production of Fox Sports.